Welcome to this week's episode of Long-Legged Beasties, the podcast that puts horror movies in their proper place. I'm your host, Susan Arndt, and with me, as always, is my buddy, Brian Crescenti. Hello. How you doing, Brian? How are things? I am doing well. I uh, I have terrible allergies. I'm stuck in my house, and, <laughs> and the world is on fire. But I'm doing great. <laughs> the world is on fire, but we have officially entered spooky season. Yes. A.K.A. the best time of year. And uh, one that's really just perfect for our particular show, uh, which is all about horror movies and uh, looking, giving folks a a new way to consider them, uh, which is what we mean by putting them in their proper place. So why don't you explain a little bit more uh, about what that is? Uh, Well, so we think there are so many horror movies out there that we need to classify them further so people can maybe find different ways to approach them because, again, so many out there. So uh, what we've done is we've looked at these horror movies, we watch them, and we try to figure out what it is about the movie that's scary. Uh, And then we break that down into one of seven categories. It's uh, creature, gore, killer, paranormal, psychological, science, or nature. And then within those seven categories, we then pick another subcategory, a sub-subcategory as it is. Um, and we use those two things to sort of, you know, categorize these horror movies. And uh, this week's is, I'll be curious to see where this one's going, where this one goes. And, and uh, I, I'm eager to hear your thoughts on this movie because it did not end up being the movie that I thought it was going to be. So that's... Fun. Uh, this week we're watching Sputnik, which it, what is actually a Russian horror movie, legit, made by a Russian studio, filmed in Russia, and it takes place in 1983. Starts off with a couple cosmonauts are up doing their thing. Something happens on re-entry, and what that something is is a little vague at, at first, but they touch down. One of the cosmonauts is horribly injured. You see, uh, you know, a farmer finds them out in the middle of a field in Kazakhstan. And you see that something's good. The back of his head is all messed up. And then the other cosmonaut comes crawling out of the capsule. And he's pretty messed up, too. Cut to, uh, there's this, uh, I guess she's a, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, who is in trouble with the authorities, the powers that be, because she treated a a kid who had some sort of uh, mental disorder, some phobia, some, something that was going on. And uh, she, she held him underwater for a full minute, nearly drowned the kid. Little fuzzy on how that helps. But, but the, the point that we're supposed to take away from this is she will bend the rules, break the rules, do whatever it takes to do what is best for the patient and get, the results that you need guy from uh, uh, he flashes this red card at her. Like, I mean, it's 1983 in Russia. So he's part of some kind of government something or other says to her, Hey, uh, cosmonaut, he might be crazy. Need your help. Take her to the secure location. She interviews the cosmonaut who is, who is, over it, he's like, look, I'm fine. I just want to go home. Come on. She says he's suffering from PTSD, more than likely from whatever happened during landing, not to mention being locked up here. Like, send the guy home. You know, it's, this is, he's pretty, he's fine. And they're like, hmm, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for checking him out. Um, We'll send you home tomorrow. It's fine. You know, appreciate you taking a look at him. One o'clock in the morning, she goes for a run. And they're like, oh, good, you're up. Come on back. We want to show you something. Bring him back to the cell where this guy is being kept. He's being kept behind bulletproof glass. Uh, his vitals are monitored. He communicates over a microphone, so there's no interaction. And she's like, okay, he's asleep. What, what am I looking at? Oh, well, he's lying in bed when suddenly he twitches, appears to wake up, falls out of bed, horks up an alien. <laughs> I like that word. <laughs> yeah. It's really like and this and this alien, I love the alien design, by the way. I, I think it's absolutely magnificent. And this alien is like, hey, how's it going, friends? Come to find out this happens every night. 
Every night at roughly the same time, this alien comes out, it hangs out for hour and a half, hour, 40 minutes, hour, 50 minutes, and then it goes back in and it lives in him during the day. Cosmonaut has no idea that this is happening. So the psychiatrist is like, whoa, oh, okay, that's, that's a thing. And they're like, look, we need you, like, dude doesn't know what's going on. We need you to figure out how to separate the two. If we try to take the this alien away, the guy's vitals drop. He was har- he was terribly terribly injured in this crash. As long as as the alien is living in him, he's great. He's better than great. He's in the best shape of his life. As soon as they're separated, all his stats take a nosedive. So if they keep the alien out of him, he's going to die. And again, 1983 Russia, this guy's a national hero. He can't just die. They've already told the public he's fine. They've already told the public he's coming back in three weeks. He can't die. You got to figure out how to separate these two. So she's there for a while trying to figure out what, what can be done to separate these two. She figures out, wait a minute, this, this, this alien's got to be eating something. What, what is it eating? Finds out, oh, well, they're feeding it people because it feeds on uh, cortisol, which is a hormone that's released in humans in great amounts when they're afraid. So you get somebody, get them good and scared, and the alien just <laughs> munches off the back of their head, and it's like, yeah, good eating. Awesome. It's like the Monster Inc. twist that we never saw coming. <laughs> yes. So she's like, hey – you can't keep feeding it people. And they're like, yeah, we can. Because they want to turn this thing, big surprise, into a weapon. Uh, they're like, your, your mission is still the same, kiddo. You still got to figure out how to get it out of them. And so she actually goes directly to the cosmonaut. She's like, dude, look, there's an alien in you. And it comes out at night and nobody's telling you. And they're feeding it people. And we have to try and escape. Turns out, dude has known the entire time. He's very much aware of the fact that this creature is living in him. He is aware that they are feeding it people because he is aware of everything the alien sees and does while it's out of outside his body. And they are becoming, he and the alien are becoming more and more reliant on each other, more and more bonded as time goes on. They are now becoming symbiotic. Separating them, mm, probably not going to happen. And he take this is a great scene. He takes her and shows her all the evidence that they've been, they've been collecting on him the whole time, about which he is perfectly aware. Uh, she devises a scheme to escape. They try to escape. Technically, they do. And that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> technically. Techni- technically, they do escape. Uh, so, what did you think of this movie? So, okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely blunt here. Yeah. Um. I watched it twice. Uh-huh. Uh. I watched it last night and I watched it today. The reason I watched it twice was because, and I'm not I'm not I'm not being mean about the movie. I fell asleep like three times. Okay. <laughs> now I was tired, but I will say this is a horror movie that is very um, calming and relaxing in in some places. Um, <laughs> But it's a, I enjoyed it. I enjoy, I will also say I it's pretty rare because I watch so many movies. I read a lot of books and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of plot lines and I usually can figure it out. I was completely baffled by the end of this one. I had to go research it before I realized. And then when I watched it a second time, I was like, okay, yeah, I see that what they're doing here. Yeah. But but like I think we should talk about the ending because it is very confusing. It, it, it is. Uh, and I will tell you uh, – the reaction that you had is very similar to the reaction my husband had. He found it to be uh, to uh, a slog was how he described it. And, but, but in talking about it, it wasn't that it was a slog. It was that, and I think it, it, it's, it's tied to the fact that this does take place in Russia in 1983. And that mentality is very, everything is for the state. It's, there's not a lot of emotion. There's not a lot of identity for any of the individual characters because it's all subsumed by their role within the state. 
Like the 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 cosmonaut, it doesn't even matter what he wants, who he is, his personal thoughts, dreams, hopes, whatever. He is a national hero. That is his function, and and that's more important than anything, really. And same for the guy who's running the facility who wants to turn him into into a weapon. Same for the lead scientist who is who's going along with this so he can get a Nobel Prize. And because there's that lack of uh, reaction, lack of emotional investment that you would see in an American movie uh, that dealt with the same things, it's 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 it can be difficult to be engaged with what's happening. I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting because it is as you sort of just clearly outlined, it is, I think part of that is a function of the cultural aspects of this movie. This is a Russian movie that is in many ways meant to reflect, I think some form of a, a Russian identity. And mm-hmm. uh, so it, especially in the eighties, yep, so yep, yep. Th- there is this sort of sense that, you know, he doesn't really, he knows he doesn't really have any control over himself. Yeah. Um, and, and like the people as things continue, and you've got essentially there's four characters in this movie. You've got the I don't know is he what is his rank? The guy who's running things. He's a colonel. I think he's right? a colonel. Yeah. So you've got the colonel. You've got the uh, the woman who is a psychologist or psychiatrist, uh, a, a neuropsychologist, I guess. And then you've got the other scientist who's already there, and and of course the cosmonaut. And like all of them, kind of are sort of trapped in this web in one way or another. Like the, the Colonel even says early on, he's like, look, you know, I'm, I'm lying to Moscow to try to keep him alive. I, you know, I should be court-martialed. And he says it several times throughout the movie. Like, I know that basically either my career and or life are over. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and keep doing this. And then the scientist is sort of trapped there. Once he realizes and participates in the human feeding, he's the same way. He's like, you know, there's nothing, nothing I can do now. Like yeah. once you find out, you're screwed. And he, on some level, is actually trying to stop Tatiana from finding out because he knows that once she finds out the full truth, that now she's stuck. I like. I right. think at one point he even says, "You know, get out of here while you can." Yeah. Um, and so, and yeah. to be clear, she can't just leave. She right. needs the colonel's permission to because they're on this this base out in the middle of nowhere. She needs permission to leave, or she'll be shot. Yeah. And, and like, even to make phone calls, there's only one phone in the entire installation, a huge base that has an outside line. Um, yep. And, and so I, there, there is a sense for me, there is a sense up until she finds out about the human sacrifices that he's letting her leave if she wants to. Right. But, but I also think he knows there's no way she's going to leave. Yep. Like she's, she's enthralled. She wants to help out. And I think one of the reasons she, he gets her, uh, there's some discussion of this. The reason he selects her is because, as he puts it, she's basically willing to do anything. Yeah. Um, but I think there's also this sort of underlying current of she puts her results above he, her humanity. Yeah. Or that's what he thinks, at least. Like yeah. That, that, that's his, his idea. And he knows that's what he needs for this project. Yeah. He needs someone who is not squeamish. Uh, and not afraid to to cross lines, right. and and so that's why he he goes to her. He also probably goes to her because she's expendable, right? She, you know, as as someone who has uh, flouted the rules and 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 gone and who refuses to apologize for what she did, yeah. her career's over. Um, so if she disappeared, nobody's gonna care nobody's gonna make fuss about it nothing to for anybody who watches this movie and is like this wouldn't happen please go watch chernobyl uh which is a it's an amazing miniseries but also b helps uh explain some of that russian mindset of yeah oh yeah no you don't you don't get it like yes they will they will shoot you and nobody will nobody will raise an eyebrow because it's Everything for Russia, everything yeah, for the state, for the state. Yeah, and like this is, I, I think so. That's what's interesting. It's so austere. Mm-hmm. Um, the oh, setting. austere is a good word. Thank you. 
Um, and, and like, it is, uh, it's funny. So after we watched it, I asked my wife what she thought of it. And she said, she's like, this is kind of weird, but like, I really liked it. Cause on some level it was really relaxing. Interesting. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I like, I kind of get that because there is this sort of, uh, it's not ominous. The lighting is very sort of, um, maybe it's meant to be ominous, but it's like, it's dark, it's moody. You get this sense that these people are sort of trapped together. Mm-hmm. There's not really a sense of dread. That's um, true. And, and so it is sort of uh, like they're in this together. And 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 frankly, there is this love story, which is yeah. you know it's kind of a powerful love story. Uh, it's even though it involves an alien as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a thruple, really. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, it, I, I did not find it to be soothing, but I also did not find it like as you say, there isn't a there's not the sense of foreboding or dread or tension. It's more it's really interesting. It's kind of this detached curiosity and and uh and an acknowledgement that, oh, that's bad. No, that's not good at all. As you see, you know, this 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 creature like ripping the backs of heads off. Like this is Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's <laughs> such a good effect. It's so yeah. good. Okay. Man. Yeah, I go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No, 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 you go. No, I was going to say when I watched so I, the first time I watched it, I was in bed, it was on a TV. Second time I had it on a monitor and I was pausing and going back and like I'll tell you the effects of those the alien, there's only one alien. Uh but it looks great. But there are scenes where, like at the very end, there's a scene where they're outside, and the alien walks right up to Tatiana, and uh, she's looking away, and he's like, the alien's right there, and it's like, God, that looks. There's a little bit that they could have tweaked with lighting to make mm-hmm. it ma- uh, sort of mesh a little better. But holy cow, it looks good. It looks oh, so real. It really does. The and okay, let's talk alien design. Yeah, so here's yeah. here's the deal with this alien. So. When it's living inside uh, the cosmonaut, it's it it sort of rolls itself up into a little cylinder, and it lives like in his esophagus and and stomach, and it's only it can make itself thirty centimeters small, and it also it like in, it increases the size of his stomach, so he still has room room for all you know food and stuff, but also little alien, and then when it comes out of him, it expands to being several feet high it combines the the design is so original i just absolutely love it it combines it looks it's part spider it's part snake part part like flatworm maybe there's some kind of crustacean involved and it's it definitely i think for me had a bit of a face hugger vibe from alien oh for sure yeah so yeah, yeah, but you're right. Like, uh, it's got something like I was counting them. I think ten or twelve eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting. It's they never really explain it. This is a movie that uh, doesn't do a lot of explaining. I mean, there's some overt explanation, like what you just mentioned, but there's no like summary explanations at the end. So when you the first time you're introduced to this alien, uh, it's it comes out of the cosmonaut's mouth slash throat. And um, it's behind this this bulletproof uh, glass. Mm-hmm. And when it stands up or sort of rears up on its back, on its tail slash back legs, um, it comes up to about the waist of Tatiana. Yeah. But at the end of the movie, when there's this massive confrontation and it's taken on these soldiers, it is taller than Tatiana. Yes. Yes. And so, like, I was, I was talking to my wife about this this morning. They say something about how it can grow. But there's also this mention early on by the colonel about whether it is a baby and it's going to keep getting yeah. bigger. And so you never know, like, was it threatened and did it get really big or is this like a teenage version of the yeah. alien? I loved that because that because of all the movies that you've seen where the astronauts go into space and then they bring something back with them. and then, Like, this is not a new idea, but it's always like this is the thing that they brought back. Right. So the idea that, like, okay, yeah, he's horked up this thing. Like, yeah, but that could be a baby. That could be – it could get to be, you know, 20 feet high. Never crossed my mind until the colonel said it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that – ooh, that's a point. That's a really good point. 
And uh, I and and yeah, so you see that the uh, the creature is evolving and adapting and changing as the movie goes on. It, it, when when Tatiana first sees it, it can't hear. They make a point of saying, you know, why are you talking to it? It can't hear you. And then a little later in the film, it can hear because it's form as it forms more and more of a connection with its host, it increases its abilities, which is she tries to stop it from feeding on a prisoner. And so she's talking to it as though she's talking to the cosmonaut and she sings a song that the cosmonaut knows and the creature stops. And so she's form she she's she's talking to him through it and then, you know, another prisoner moves and jangles the cage and, you know, the the alien is like, lunchtime, cool, her. And uh you know, but uh I, I let I really liked that idea of and they and, and there, there's a line that the alien is using the cosmonaut as like a spacesuit. Oh man, such a great line. Such a great line. Love I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is interesting because like initially, I think they say an hour and 40 minutes is all it can survive mm-hmm. outside his body. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sense is that the the opposite is true, that the cosmonaut will die if he doesn't have this thing in right. him because they right. formed this bond. And initially it's like, we're not sure if it'll kill him, but it's not good for him. And as time goes on, you know, th- there's this early scene where Tatiana writes on her, on a, a notebook uh, paper uh, is this a para? Is this a paras? I think a parasite, or is it symbiotic? Yep. And and you come to learn it's symbiotic. So, yeah. and at some point, the the cosmonaut, when he admits he knows what's going on, he says, "We're the same. We're there yeah. is no alien in me. It's there's us." Um, which uh, you know, you kind of so the underline the the through line of this alien sort of. being inside him is the main plot, but there is a a really interesting subplot of his sort of his mental state. He, uh, so he basically has a child out of wedlock. uh, Which he doesn't know about at first. At first, but then he, he finds out and he doesn't do anything about it. And he goes off into space and he feels guilty. And there's this overwhelming sense of guilt that sort of is a big part of his personality. Once you hear about it, for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he th- says things like there's nothing but us, it makes you wonder if that's just him saying, you know, basically hiding in the shadow of this alien, you know, like he, he doesn't want to be present because he just hates himself for what he did. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, uh, he did not know he had this child, but then the, the child's mother died. And so the kid ends up in an orphanage and he finds out right before he's about to go into space. So if he goes and claims this kid, forget it. He's he's out of the program. His career is done. So when he's up in space, he says to his co-pilot, you know, his co-pilot's like, well, what are you going to do after, you know, after we get home? And he says, oh, I'm going to Rostov, this town. And he's like, oh, what do you got there? He's like, business. And we come to know he was he plans on coming home and, and going and getting his son. Yeah, which is cool. Which is great. But yeah, he's he's wrapped with guilt. Right. And so he thinks he is, he sees himself as a monster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and it's interesting um, that guilt, and this is what I think really makes this an interesting story, the interactions with the alien. Uh, so at some point, Tatiana says, basically, he's aware of everything that's going on. But that the alien is essentially um, muting some of those experiences. So he's not fully controlling the alien, but the alien still gets some of the emotion and memory and intelligence and everything of the cosmonaut and vice versa. Yeah. So so some of that cosmonaut is coming through in the alien. And, and where this is powerful is in things like when the alien doesn't kill Tatiana, because mm-hmm. obviously the cosmonaut's feelings for her are so powerful – that they still come through and, and the same is true for his guilt. His guilt is so powerful that hearing that song or seeing that little toy he played with, which reminds him of, I think of his son. Yes. Both have an impact on this alien, which I think is amazing. It's a great way of doing that. Yeah. I, I really loved that. And then, and then something else I, I, it never occurred to me that there was a reason why the alien chose the, the cosmonaut it chose as opposed to his co-pilot. I was like, 
I don't know. Maybe he just picked one and ate the other. Like, well, I don't. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. He can't be in both. So 50, 50 shot. Uh, turns out co-pilot had Addison's disease early stages of cancer. And uh, so it messed with uh, his body hormones. So he was not compatible. He wasn't a compatible host. He wasn't a friendly host. So that's why the alien is living in the cosmonaut. So Tatiana figures this out after doing an, uh, not an autopsy because the guy's still alive. Uh, But she, you know, she does an exam of the co-pilot and uh, discovers this and says to the cosmonaut, like, okay, look, in this syringe here, I've got uh, a, a mixture that will mimic the effects of Addison's disease. It will force this creature out of you. We'll do it in the daytime because it's weaker in sunlight, which makes sense because the thing comes from space. And, uh, and in that moment, we can get you out of here and we'll get you to a hospital and you'll be fine. And he's like, Sure. Okay. Let's give it a shot. So they try to get out in the middle of the night. They are caught almost immediately. <laughs> right, yeah. Like it's, it's so ridiculous how quickly they're caught. Like worst escape attempt ever. And uh, Tatiana is shot and they're uh, separated. But, like the Colonel shows up with a bunch of soldiers. He's like, look, Get, you know, this is not happening. Shoots her in the arm and is like, dude, come on. Let's go back to yourself. So he says to her, he's like, just give, give me the injection now. We'll force it out now and we'll just run. She's like, that's a really bad idea. And he's like, no. So they do it. Thing comes out. Immediately goes to town on the soldiers. Like eats the colonel's hand. Is that what happens? I don't, uh, I don't remember that. Uh, maybe I, I know the Colonel is, you know, obviously shows up a little later. Um, but I don't remember if he eats his hand. Something. Okay. So he, when he eventually tracks them down later, he's only got one hand. So, I'm oh. not, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I missed that. that. Must've dozed off at that point. Yeah. So, it, so, and I'm thinking the entire time I'm thinking Okay, this is where inevitably the the thing just goes into the colonel and the colonel takes it on willingly because the colonel has discovered that the cosmonaut can, to a certain extent, control this thing. And given that he wants to turn it into a weapon, I'm like, oh, well, then he takes it on and then it's his special friend and he's got control of the weapon. And now he's even more important to the state. 100% not what happens, which is awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Probably the goriest, uh, maybe not the goriest, but the most in full daylight goriest moment of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. oh it's so good. It's so good. Okay. So, it's so good. Uh, they, they, they catch the creature. Now, at this point, the alien and the cosmonaut are so bonded, neither one can live without the other. Right. So, Tatiana is is driving, 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 driving. She, she drives through the gate of the compound. She's like, that's it. We're getting back to Moscow. I'm going to get you to a hospital. Everything's going to be okay. Except he is dying. She realizes, crap, he can't, he can't live without this thing. So when she sees the, the, the trucks coming for her from, from the compound, she is like, yeah, well, okay. That's your only chance at this point. So the Colonel and his crew rock up. They've got, the creature in a box. The poor thing is nearly dead. And she says, yeah, okay, I was wrong. He, the alien needs to go back in the dude because otherwise they'll die. And Colonel, who only has one hand at this point, uh, is like, yeah, and I'm totally going to kill you. Uh, and she says, mm, are you though? And uh, the cosmonaut now fully takes control of the alien and you get such a beautiful, beautiful effect when it basically eats the entire head of the colonel. <laughs> it's so good, man. It looks yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. It is great. It is great. Um, yeah. And then that leads to this touching thing where she's like, we could do it. We can make it. Just the three of us. And 
uh, I think the cosmonaut and, and here I guess we're left to interpret is the alien really subsuming the cosmonaut or is the cosmonaut giving up because of all of the issues he faces? You know, they don't really tell you, but that certainly it seems to be what he thinks. That- oh, it, I, I th- okay. So no, to me, it's very clear what happens. Uh, so, so all the soldiers are dead. She's like, she, Tatiana is aware. Okay. Well, the, the, the original plan isn't going to work because you, you cannot survive. We will not make it all the way to Moscow unless you have this thing inside you because you will die. Right. Alien goes back into the host and she's, it's really, it's really quite beautiful. She's holding his hand, looking away as this thing goes back into, and he's twitching and it's, it's going back down his gullet. Once it's back inside, she's like, okay, you know what? We'll, we'll go to Moscow. We'll figure it out. You know, you'll be safe there. We'll have more resources. I, I don't know what we're going to do, but we will we will figure it out. It's going to be okay. And and he looks at her and he's, you know, got this really kind of happy. I mean, he looks just very content. And he shoots himself. And for me, it's, I will, he, he's like, I will never be able to live with without this thing. And it eats people. <laughs> right. That is a downer. It's a bummer. You know? It's a, a bummer. And he he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be responsible for that. He does not want to be the, the reason that people die to keep, because that's what it would basically be. You know, he's trading other people's lives so that he can be around, and that's and he's not willing to do that. So he takes his own life, and uh, and that it's very very sad, but also very heroic. It is, um, and it leads to a baffling ending. So oh god. So throughout the movie, the second half of the movie, we are seeing flashbacks of a uh, orphanage and a child. And because the only orphanage and child mentioned throughout the movie is the cosmonaut's son, I think we, we all believe that's who we're looking at. Yep. Um, and at the very, very end, right before, I think before this death scene, but close to it, uh, there's this one flashback where the kid's been trying to get the sh- this box and the kid obviously has some issues with walking and the person keeps trying to prevent them from getting this box. They finally give him the box, give the person the box, the child, the box, and they open it up and their shoes and they put the shoes on and they start to walk away. And the person there says something like, you know, we'll be fine. And says, I think calls the child a boy and the child turns around and says, I'm not a boy. I'm a girl. My yeah. name is Tatiana. Yeah. And that's when you're supposed to realize every one of those flashbacks was about the doctor, Tatiana, who is at now is an adult, and about the fact that she grew up in an orphanage. She had the, these issues with her leg. Uh, there's actually a scene when I rewatched it, I was looking for this. There's a scene early on where she's showering and you see this massive scar that runs down her entire back. Uh, which, oh, yeah. oh, right. Yeah. Which like, okay, that's cause I remember at the time I was like, why are they showing us that? Um, that's why they're showing us that because okay. she's obviously had surgery to help with her leg, but this explains why she has such a powerful connection to the cosmonaut and is, has this powerful reaction, a negative at first to the fact that she, ab- he abandoned his son to an orphanage because she was brought up in an orphanage. So this all makes sense if you get that connection. What makes it a little confusing is at the end of the movie, you see Tatiana, the adult, showing up at an orphanage that looks an awful lot like the orphanage she was at, picking up a child who looks an awful lot like Tatiana as a child, who is actually the cosmonaut's son. Yeah. And so I, I watched that and I was like, what is going on? And I thought I understood it. And I didn't quite get it. So I literally had to go and read up on it realized that's what we had seen. And then when I rewatched it, it was like, oh yeah, that's really, that's really cool. I like how they did that. But yeah, they could have, I think it would have helped if the two children and maybe it's deliberate look very similar to each other. Um, and because of that, it's a little confusing, uh, even after they, they tell you who it is. Yeah. I, it, I, I also was confused by this, and my husband got it immediately, so he explained it to me. He's like, oh, yeah. What I don't understand is why. why? It's not I, – I, I guess 
I understand the adoption part is there to put to put a happy ending on on the film that this child has not been left has, has not been forgotten even though his his father is dead kid gets out of the orphanage that's you know okay nice I don't understand the function that the flashbacks are supposed to serve I don't get like why what does this do for anything yeah. I mean I think I think they could have I think the idea the intent was to give you this aha moment at the end that explains to some degree why Tatiana was so invested but I think they could have done this in a way that didn't rely so heavily there were like a lot of flashbacks there were a lot of flashbacks and yeah, also, and it wasn't I, necessary I didn't I didn't feel like you she needed that to feel invested I I feel like once she understood that this guy was uh being exploited that he's a a, a victim of of many different things he's a victim of the alien he's a, he's a victim of these people who want to not help him so so because not helping him might lead them to a weapon and then he also turns out to be you know a pretty decent guy after all, the, I don't need there to be this connection. Well, I was also raised in an orphanage. Therefore, <laughs> it just didn't, it seemed like uh, a cool trick done for the sake of being a cool trick. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, I think, a desire by some writers and directors to have a twist. Yeah. And this, was, this was definitely a twist. I thought, I thought, uh, I personally thought the idea of her being an orphan who overcomes uh, a physical challenge was an interesting thing. And I think it did in my mind, it felt like it added something to the plot, but mm. I think the way they did it was, it was so confusing and jarring. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, uh, despite the fact that uh, I fell asleep and had to rewatch it, parts of it, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, it was very moody. Uh, the, the storyline was very interesting. It gave me a sense of, the fact, you know, you could tell that this was a Russian-made movie. You know, yes. It, it, yes. it felt yeah. very much like a part of that, and I like, I like that. I like to get a sense of culture from horror movies. Um, so I thought that was really cool, and it was a really interesting twist on the sort of alien thing. The idea, the notion that an alien would wear a human as a uh, as a suit, uh, uh, you know, to, to protect them. I think is a neat idea. Um, and the fact that it's not necessarily an evil alien or a good alien, yeah, that it's just sort of trying to survive. We never really understand why it can't, comes down to earth. Maybe it had to, because it was seemingly in space when this thing happened. Yeah. Um, they also don't explain, by the way, I guess, did it get into that pod as it was go- com- coming down or like, how did that happen? We don't I, know. I, I think what it, Okay. It had to have hung on, I think, because there's no way for it to get in without killing them while they're in space. Right. And even if like they're parachuting down and let's say it wants to get in then, I don't think there's – maybe there's a way. I, I assume there's no way to really open those things from the outside. I and no, I don't think so. I uh, mean – I, Maybe. Hand, Who knows? hand wave, hand wave, you yeah, know, right, like right. how, how, do, I mean, how does a creature that feeds on cortisol live in space anyway? Right. Hand right. wave, hand wave, like don't, yeah. don't, don't overthink it. Some, some of the, some of the science doesn't quite work, but yeah. I, I loved this movie. Um, I, I loved, like I said, I love the creature design. I, like you said, I love it very much has a sense of, time and location it absolutely it it's that accepted oppressiveness of yeah. of of russia in the 80s that it, they're not fighting it i mean it, you need to like it, this is not like oh i feel stifled by the state and it like this is just the way it is and i i find that fascinating in the in i didn't care about any of the characters as individuals yeah, because yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they're not individuals. They're they're offshoots of of Russia, and uh, so I was more I was just taken in by the entire situation and and how it was such a fresh take on 
the alien coming back with the with the astronaut and i loved the twist that he was fully aware of what was going on the whole time just yeah. really really enjoyed the various twists and turns this took without it being it's a very matter of fact movie it's not like ho 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 here's a twist dun 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 it's just like oh yeah that thing you thought was true it's not yeah yeah it's uh yeah and and you know a lot can be said uh about the portrayal of the cosmonaut and the fact that when you think back you're like this guy is completely aware that without any control on his part he's essentially eating the heads of human yeah. beings while they're screaming yeah and like he has to deal with that yeah and, and like you know that's and they never again it's not like there's no moment where he's has a nervous breakdown or is screaming or anything it's just this quiet like a belief in himself that he has earned this through his acts and like he's a monster and now he's acting monstrously which is i think really powerful it's yeah. not true i don't think i like i think that's the way he views it but i don't think you know obviously she doesn't view it that way yeah and I, and I, given that that horror movies by nature often deal with hysterics and histrionics and screaming and running and and very extreme reactions to these things i really appreciated seeing that was so something that was so restrained yeah, it's very subtle. It's a subtle horror movie, but with a alien that bites off heads. Still in, subtle though. <laughs> it's such a gl- like I cannot cannot adequately express how much I love the effects in this movie. Yeah, like, the head munching is so good. It is uh, like the first time you see the alien again. I was rewatching it on my computer monitor so I could really get in close, and it comes out and it's it's sort of coated in this gelatinous film. Uh, uh, and and like as it pulls it sort of the first time you see it it's much more detailed and as it sort of stretches out for, initially it looks essentially like a big eel almost yeah yeah it's like a big you know slimy thing but there's no appendages and like what it does is it sort of stretches out it's like paradactyl like legs and arm or arms yeah. and like the film the mucusy film sort of parts away and sort of drops away and it's so detailed it's so great looking it's uh, so good it's really cool yeah pay attention if you if you haven't seen it yet for some reason and are listening to us spoil it make sure you really pay close attention to uh, those effects on the monster because it is uh, alien because it is amazing it it's such a creative and fresh design i i just i really really enjoyed it uh i okay so it's time to it, it it's time to put it in its proper place. Yes. I This I'm is a not, hard one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so okay. Um okay, let's 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 talk this out. Okay. Uh the scary thing is so I, I think maybe it goes back to what the colonel says. Mm. When you finally figure out what's going on there, the colonel's basically like, we want to weaponize this. We mm. want we want this thing to be a weapon and we want control of it. Um, so I think that is like, there's not a lot of overt fear that's shown in this movie, but I think the fear is of this thing. Um, so the colonel wants control of it so it can be a weapon uh, the woman, uh, the the uh, Tatiana, the psychologist, wants uh, w- is afraid of it because of what it's doing to the cosmonaut, mm-hmm. and the cosmonaut fears it because it's essentially, in his mind, a reflection of who he really is. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's true. So, um, so if it's this thing, uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying my darndest. To not say psychological, <laughs> but uh, because you know, obviously, from his perspective, I think it's one hundred percent psychological. Oh, one hundred percent, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. He he sees this thing as as his penance for being a, ter- a terrible person. Which, dude, man, you're not that bad, honestly. <laughs> right. I know, right? It's like so. I mean, not to say what he did was nice, but you know, ultimately, it's a blip. Yeah, 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 and he was planning on coming back and getting the kid after he came home. So, I mean, this is the thing. This is why this has to be a Russian movie, because if it's an American movie, like, there's no American who's like, 
okay, you were on your way to go up in space. Yeah. The kid can wait a month, you know, like it's just. Well, you wouldn't need to, I mean, in theory, I mean, I guess it could have some issues, but yeah, there, there, it is a very, it's funny because I was reading the reviews on this and there's a, a Russian review that said they didn't like how heavily it leaned on the tropes of Russia. And it's oh, like, well, interesting. Interesting. Cause yeah, it, it definitely does paint a picture of, of a Russia that I think Americans have, have long subsisted on, at least in the eighties yeah, of like yeah, this yeah, yeah. all knowing, all powerful state that is going to, you know, doesn't care about anything other than. Uh, essentially what the colonel says that that just wants some sort of uh positive outcome for them right no matter what right um yeah i don't know i don't know man it's 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 tricky um it's okay I, uh, maybe we wipe things out it's not paranormal we know that it's not no uh it's not i don't think it's science because it's a creature it's not a creature made of science okay it's that's a, true you know, it already exists. It's it, it could be nature, but I think that maybe that's a stretch. Okay, well, it's not killer, right? It's or not killer. It no, not killer. no, 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 no. It's not killer. It's not killer. It's not gore. So we're we're left with psychological creature, maybe maybe nature, psychological creature or nature. Okay, okay. The easy one's creature. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but okay, so. This okay. Although the th- okay, is it nature if it doesn't come from Earth? Right, that's um, the question. Because this is just a thing doing what it. I mean, it's just eating. It's, yeah, this uh, is like this is Mars's or Venus's answer to a buffalo. That's exactly. Right. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's, just it's a like, really slimy cow that just comes out in the middle of the night, eats a few brains, and goes back to sleep. So. So, so is it nature if it doesn't come from Earth? I would say it isn't because I feel okay. like in our mind, the way we've treated nature is that nature is in the real world is a real thing that we know exists. Okay. 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 Then it's, then it's a, then it's a creature. It's a, okay. Right. Cause when we were talking about the zombies in 30 days of night, if they have fictional abilities, it's a creature. Right. And, and this, ha- this definitely has that. Yeah. Like the whole like folding itself up into a little ball and going back into his tummy every night. That's fictional. Yeah. So yes. Okay. Creature. So creature, not psychological. So it's a creature. Yes. Yes. But, but is the fear, is this more about oh, uh, the psychology? Know. Well... So she's she Tatiana's not afraid of the creature. She's afraid of not being able to to separate them. Right, right. So, so that's what. Yeah, it's more like a medical condition to her. Yeah, and like the colonel, if there's any fear there, his fear is his inability to control this creature. I like think he, his fear is failure. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then the colonel, the the ast- uh, the astronauts, uh, cosmonauts' fear is, I think, just of himself. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, he's not even afraid of the thing. Yeah, he just he's like, I, I think penance. What you said earlier is such a great way of putting it. This is his penance. Like he knows it. He's dealing with it, and eventually he's like, you know what? This penance isn't hurting just me. It's hurting other people. Right. 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 Okay. But that's all of that sounds psychological to me. You know, I think you might be right. I think it is. But then what? Psychological what? Uh, uh, <laughs> can I quote uh, you on that? <laughs> yes. That's a, there's a back of the box quote. Um, golly. Okay. <sighs> so it's okay. So his is, yeah, man, uh, maybe fear of, uh, not fear of the unknown. No, his he his is 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 uh uh what have we said before? I'm looking I'm gonna I'm gonna go yeah, to let's, the chart. Let's go to the chart. Psychological torture, no. No we've been pretty, we've been pretty inventive with psychological. Well uh, yeah. Psychological gore. Um no it's not gory enough, yeah. No. Uh let's see what else. I, what about psychological creature? 
Yeah. I mean, we've had psychological paranormal before. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, because... Because th- the creature is the impetus for the psychological effects. If the creature isn't there, everybody's fine. Right. And like, he... Uh, there is this sort of... Uh, this thought about the fact that the two are becoming one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And so he, in some sense is losing control of himself. He's, he's becoming, he's losing his identity basically. Mm-hmm. And embracing that because again, I think he doesn't like who he is. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 So maybe, maybe a loss of identity would be, I don't know how you'd put that into one word. But that's only for him though. But like her too, I think, I think that she doesn't want to lose him to the alien. True. Like I, like but I, not, I, but she, it's not about loss of identity for her. It's about saving his life. Right. You're right. You're right. Cause she's worried that it's not that she's worried that this will go on forever. Well, she does express the concern that the longer it goes on, the less of him exists. Mm. Um, but it's not, but, but, he, but he's not, it's not like a, like a, it's not like it's taking over his personality. It's just that he is now him plus alien. Baby on board. Yes. Alien on board. an alien baby on board and the baby eats brains. Um, yeah, it's so, it's so interesting for me that so many horror movies, when you really get down to it, the fear isn't really generated by the thing. Yeah. In the also literally in the movie, the thing uh, that it's like other things that are it's it's uh, either a metaphor or it's it's sort of underlying an existing fear or creating a new fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just this one is. Um, I mean, I definitely agree. Psychological. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Pick Kel Surprise. Um, but what would it be, creature? psychological creature you don't like that you don't like psychological creature well no i see why i do i mean i kind of but it feels like it's not i feel like there's something more there yeah yeah um Uh, political i mean it's certainly the more i think about it especially since you just just in the last half second it's definitely a metaphor for, uh, I think, the Russian state, the idea yeah, that yeah, you, yeah. you lose your identity to this creature, this all-consuming creature, and yeah. it does horrible things to get by. Yeah. Um, or at least one view of- But you need it to live. Yeah, but you need it to survive. Um, but it's so it's not really overt. You know, I don't know if it's yeah. fair to- um, I think the fear that they're trying, well, okay. What are they, what's the fear they're trying to drive? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe psychological creature. I'm just thinking the audience, what is it you're afraid of? And I think you're in many ways, you're afraid of what the creature, the creature is doing to the cosmonaut in terms of him losing himself. Mm-hmm. Like you're not worried that the I creature the thing living himself. in you is, 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 like this thing lives in you, right? Comes out every night, kills people. Which, by the way, you get to experience. Awesome, right. and yeah. then it goes back, and and you can't, and you can't do anything about it. What about? Would it be too specific to say? It probably would be psychological symbiote, or that's uh, too specific. Yeah, too specific. no, 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 no. Yeah, I could see creature. Like the more we talk about it, because that is the thing. Like. It's it's not that you're afraid of the creature. You're afraid of the fact that it's inside you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the thing yeah. that's horrifying. It's well, like I mean, you're also afraid of the creature because it might eat your brain. Right, but like the cosmonaut, we know is basically safe. Right, he's yeah, not. He's gonna, safe. Yeah, and and like you don't really care about what it's doing. That's what's interesting about this movie. There's no scene in this movie where the alien is running amok, like killing people, and you're hiding from it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, that's, I think one of the big clues that it's not just a creature feature because yeah. like, that's not what you're afraid of. You're yeah. afraid, you're horrified by how it exists and what it needs to do to exist. Yeah. But you're kind of not also. <laughs> right. You're like, well, 
Um, but like, I, I think that, that does, um, that does give a good, like, I think that, that bolsters what you're saying. The idea of it being psychological and creature. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm down with that, man. All right. I just, I, I, I don't know what else it could be because it's, it's just such a very interesting film and it's an interesting approach to what in 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 other a situation that in other films is so clear cut right right yeah because alien alien or aliens those are creature flicks i yeah, mean you're, have you're to scared really of the do. thing yes it bleeds acid it's going to put its little mouth through the back of your head like yes yeah that's like pretty clear cut in this one though even though the creature is equally horrifying that's not the thing that's not the yeah. thing that's like really drives this movie which is really fascinating yeah 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 and it's uh, what i and this is why I like uh, uh, the fact that we get to do this show is when you really start to pick it apart, like you just watch it and it's like, oh, wow, that thing eats brains and that's cool. But then when you really start to think about what it is that's driving each of these characters, it's way more nuanced than yeah. that. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. So, so psychological. Should we do it? Should we do- okay. Let me, let do me I actually, such a new movie. I have not even put it in our spreadsheet. So, Oh, sweet. Sputnik. 2020. Oh, by the way, uh, this I found this uh, when I was researching. So people are probably going to think this is called Sputnik because of the Soviet uh, satellite that was launched in 1957, which I'm sure that's part of it. But I didn't know this. Mm. the The word, the name Sputnik, actually means loosely translated "traveling companion." I did not know that. And is that not so cool? Oh, Such a double per- meaning? That's perfect. Oh, I, oh. I know, right? It's so cool. I uh, love it. I love this movie. That's the best twist. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that actually is. Like they're buddies. Okay. It's a road movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I'm thinking of the, uh, the uh, Looney Tunes with the uh, – actually, it's two movies. The Looney Tunes scene that was remade in the uh, Spaceballs. When the alien pops out of the guy's chest. And oh, yeah, 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 That the frog did in the Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. Michigan uh, J Frog, yes. There you go. I don't know. I don't know any names. <laughs> I can't remember any names of anything. Very good for knowing what I'm talking about, Susan. Yes, yes. Okay, so uh, 2020 Sputnik, psychological creature. We've watched it. There it is. It's it's not. I'm going to have to realphabetize, but right now it's entry 1032. <laughs> I'm going to have to re-alphabetize. Oh, come on, man. You know, that's what spreadsheets are all about. I do. I do. Uh, and if you, dear friends, would like to see the, the spreadsheet that we talk about and refer to and do indeed update at the end of every episode, you can go to patreon.com slash longleggedbeasties, uh, where it is very proudly displayed. While you're there, if you're not already a backer, you can do that. We will let you donate to keep this show going. Uh, we have different rewards, including being able to vote on which movies we cover every week. And uh, another benefit for those who can contribute a little bit more is a shout out to, from, uh, from us to you to thank you for your very special support. Uh, Patrick Markey, Perry Marsden, and Michael Thomas. Thank you. We really appreciate the fact that you continue to help us make this happen every week. If you can't, donate uh we totally get that things are very very weird right now there are other ways you can support us you could give us a review on itunes you can share the links whenever we post a new episode you could tell your friends you could tell your neighbors you could put a sign outside your house to tell everybody to listen to long legged beasties when it comes out every friday brian where can the lovely folks find you on the internets they can find me on padandpixel.com that's all spelled out or on twitter at Crescenti, which is C-R-E-C-E-N-T-E, B as in Brian. I couldn't think of a good a good joke about the B this time. As in Babushka. <laughs> Babushka. I like yeah. that. <laughs> or Borscht. Borscht. You're making me hungry. <laughs> uh, oh, God, no, not for Borscht. Sorry, anybody who likes Borscht, but I think it's nasty. Uh, you can find me on the internet uh, on Twitter at Susan Arndt. You can find me at my other podcast where I talk about video games on uh, the Continue podcast. Or you can find me at GameRant.com uh, in the movie and TV section 
which is where I live these days. And we are getting ready for spooky season, talking about all sorts of horror movies that you should watch and and TV shows and stuff like that. It's all good fun. So uh, that is it from us from another episode of your favorite Beastie Pals. See you next time. Thanks, everybody. See ya. See ya.